0: A friend is a buddy that you love, we bring him on the show to teach us some stuff, and when the show comes to an end, if anyone asks, you must contend, Jason and Kelsey have friends.
1: Jason and Kelsey have friends.
0: Alright, welcome to Jason Kelsey have friends, my name's Jason. And I'm Kelsey. And we are two Bay Area Asians learning from our friends.
2: My gosh, we have so many friends. It's hard to keep track of all the friends, but you know what? We've got one friend <laughs> with us today, and that's, you know what? For today, that will be enough. Jason, only, <laughs> how are you doing?
0: Wait, do we have a lot of friends?
2: I don't, you know, what? You, they don't, they, you can't check that. There's no way to check it. I could say, I could say I have like a million friends.
0: Oh, you could say it. Okay, good, good, good. I can
2: say whatever I want. Jason, yeah. I ha- <laughs> ask me how many friends I have.
0: How many friends do you have?
2: I have a million friends. (laughs) I have one million friends. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, what did you learn this week, Jason? What did you learn?
0: What I learned this week, I learned something... Quite interesting to me. I don't know if you'll find this interesting, but
2: the caveat's scary. I learned something interesting to me, and it is about copper.
0: It's actually about fiber optic cables. Uh, (laughs) Oh okay. Let's go. Let's go. Let's dig in. You might find it interesting because it 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 does have something to do with Google, and it's Google's fiber optic cables. So you know the the undersea cables that power the internet, I guess. These like they yeah, extend the, from continent to continent like these
2: yeah these and they've been there for like a very long time like they had, they don't like switch those out very often like those were laid I want to say in like the 80s or 90s and like it's that's just the cable right is that
0: yeah is that yeah, yeah. The yeah yeah so these cables mm-hmm. what they've discovered is the light pulses that go through the cable you can detect the uh-huh. distortions that are happening there and in, in fact without adding any new functionality any new tooling or anything you can detect these distortions. And they're able to pick up on earthquakes and on like, like, oncoming tsunamis. So, like Google is starting to like partner with, I guess, some, like research institutions to provide them with this data. So, right now, all of our oh, wow. understanding of earthquakes is solely based on like land-based sensors. But now we're going to be able to have all this data. I mean, the the, the globe is mostly water; it's mostly ocean. So. Yeah, you know, if we can increase our knowledge of earthquakes by like multiple fold, that can only be a a good thing. So I thought that was really, really interesting that they connect those dots. Yeah, and
2: and this is a byproduct. This isn't like they weren't like, hey, we're gonna bake in this light distortion.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, as a way since we're laying down a free byproduct. Oh my god! Just simply having these cables and like operating them in, in the normal way, they're able to pull that stuff together. That's shocking. Wow. So, so that's what I learned. I thought wow. it was quite cool. Awesome. Um, I guess Google is capable of doing you know some good stuff, I guess.
2: Well, you uh, know their their mission statement is don't be
0: evil, so and yet they, they hired you. so well what uh, okay, well, shots fired. shots <laughs> fired. What do you have to share this week?
2: Um, so I have a very interesting fact.
0: Okay, cool. yeah.
2: I want it this is more of a PSA
0: than anything else.
2: Guess where Bruce Lee is buried?
0: Guess where Bruce Lee is buried? Ba- I have no idea.
2: Guess where he's buried, Jason.
0: In San Francisco? Like, in the Bay Area?
2: That's a, that's a, very, that's a really, really good guess. You're wrong. But it was a very, very <laughs> wait, good wait, guess. am I close? You're close. Like, if you said Mongolia, I'd be like, you're very far.
0: Up at, at Mount Everest? Like, at the yes, top? Yes, Mount Everest, of, yes. <laughs> top wow, of you're, of right, you're
2: right, you're yeah. right. Wow, no, no, he's not buried in Mount Everest. We're, you'll never guess it, and if I say it, you'll be shocked. He's buried in Seattle, Washington.
0: Wait, Why? <laughs>
1: Wait, why? So,
2: yeah, exactly. You know why? Because people don't know enough about Bruce Lee's life to understand why he's buried in Seattle, Washington. But Seattle, Washington is where he went to school. So he was born in San Francisco in 1940. Uh huh. Then he moved to Hong Kong. Okay. And then in Hong Kong, he then moved back to the United States to be educated in Washington. And in Washington is where he met his wife.
0: This is for college?
2: Yeah, he went up for college and okay. then he met his wife uh-huh. and then he moved back to the Bay Area and then kind of, you know, moved throughout California and then back to Hong Kong eventually. Wow. Yeah. So what life.
0: he Is this what he wanted? Like he felt such a strong you know eye to this place that he never that's, lived that's, in again. after. That's college. a good,
2: that's a very good question. My suspicion is that his wife probably wanted him buried there just because of the connection. I'm not sure if he, and he was also 32 when he died. So I don't know if he was like, hey, when I die. But anyway, yeah, I thought I thought it's pretty interesting that he is buried in Seattle, Washington. So for all of you Seattle folks.
0: Yeah, go check that out.
2: Hey, while you're getting your crab cakes and watching fish get tossed at uh, at, at Pike whatever next market. Yeah. yeah, that's right. But anyway, I thought that was a very apt lesson I learned this week because today on the podcast, uh, we have a, a practitioner of the lethal arts that we're going to be talking with today. So it's going to be very fun. So, um, I, you know what? I think
0: we. <laughs> why don't we, you introduce this guest? He's why don't I introduce the he's, guest? He's currently muted, but we can see him through the video. And I've never yeah. seen a guest yawn more during this whole intro part. He also, <laughs> he also
2: <laughs> was cheating, and was trying to help you guess where Bruce Lee was buried because he clearly knows it. Because he's much he like he clearly me, knows.
0: He was pointing up, up, and that's why I said Mount yeah. Everest. I was trying yeah. to you no, know. No, he meant, uh, he uh, meant in, the, in the other way, yeah, I guess. <laughs> he, meant, he meant
2: he's up in heaven. Oh, that, I yeah, would have taken yeah, that yeah.
0: answer too. Got it, got he it. He's up
2: it. with the angels, is what he meant to say. I see, I see. But uh, yeah, so I'm excited to introduce a martial arts practitioner, uh, Midwest born and bred from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Whoa. This gentleman is a double black belt in Japanese jujitsu. Who competed and coached the US team for the World Games, earning a silver medal in the 2017 World Games in Gold Coast, Australia in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu grappling? Nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The world, Jason, not just like a Continental
0: Games. It
2: was a World Games. I
0: feel unsafe, but the whole world. Continue. (laughs)
2: Uh, He is proficient in Muay Thai, Hapkido, Taekwondo, to name a few. When he's not smashing folks pillar to post, he is a senior project coordinator with HGA Architects and Engineers. Please welcome to the podcast, James O.
3: James. Yeah. Wow. James, welcome. Wow. Um, Yeah, thanks for the intro, guys. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, I didn't know you knew that about me. Um, Thanks for that. Yeah. Listen, first of all,
2: James is just an enormous human being. Normally, yeah. when I so I met him, I want to say like a year ago. It was probably probably about a year ago, right, James? Yeah. And I swear, you put on it like it looks like you're wearing a bear suit. Like it looks like <laughs> you're
3: just. Are you calling me fat? I mean, it's COVID season, not sorry. at all.
2: Like like a bear, like a like a chiseled bear suit. Is that if that makes sense? It's like it's like marble, like smooth marble.
3: Yeah. Oh, no, I appreciate it.
2: Anyway, but James. Like this is, I mean, quite a list of accomplishments, like the world games. I mean, silver, that's, that's not bad. Yes or
3: no. Um, You know, to tell you the truth, Australia was great. Um, It was quite an experience, but uh, the one that, that I'm actually proud of was just recently in 2019, I went to the worlds in Florida and actually won. So uh, you probably, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really, I don't really talk about it too much because it's kind of like. It's kind of like a hobby of mine. I don't like to brag or anything, if that makes any sense. But
2: uh, uh, yeah, that's... yeah. Definitely missed that in my research. What?
3: Wow. You
2: won the whole thing? What what was it was it in was it in uh jujitsu as well? Like the same category or
3: yeah, so like just to tell you a little brief quick history about jujitsu, you know, I do both Brazilian and Japanese Jiu-Jitsu. And mm-hmm. in the world of Jiu-Jitsu, People think of those as two different worlds. Oh. And it shouldn't be like that because they're kind of one family to me. Yeah, But uh, the one I went to in Australia and Florida, they do both. They do Japanese jiu-jitsu and then they also do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's one big mega tournament. It's a three-day tournament. That's cool. A lot of different countries bring their best of the best. They select their team and then you just have a face-off.
2: I thought when the Gracie family first like invented – Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. There was a ton of influence from from Japanese practitioners. So I assume that it's like it's almost like a branch of the same style. Is that not the right way to think about it?
3: Oh no, you're totally you're totally correct. Um, it, it has the same lineage line, and it 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 dials back all the way to the feudal periods of Japan. You know, Jiu Jitsu was used for hand to hand combat on the battlefield with the samurai. And first you have your swords and your knives, and then once you got really close. And you didn't have your weapons, you would need to know how to throw and, and joint lock and, you know, snap people's necks off and all that stuff. Um, yeah. And then, Naturally, you know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right. And, and how, many, how many opponents' necks have you snapped off in your career?
3: <laughs> I'm a nice guy, man. I, I'm a nice guy.
2: So that is, that is clearly the answer is not zero, if that's his it's answer. not zero. <laughs> if the answer. <laughs> Do you get to keep the necks?
3: <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, whoever's listening on this cast, they're flexing me. I'm not flexing myself. Yeah, yeah.
1: So <laughs>
3: enormous. I think the, the the great thing about these world games, yeah, the competition and, and if you win and all that. But for me, it's more of like I get to meet people from like Australia, England, um, Czech Republic, Russia, China. Like in these, and I can't talk with them, but we're we're having this communication. Your body movement mm-hmm. through through this competition, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. and at, at first it's like, hey, I hate you. <laughs> we're sa- we're sizing each other up. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, other dudes are macking on trying to mack on other girls on the other team and all that stuff. Just a yeah, side yeah. conversation. For sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, <laughs> for sure, for sure. For sure. <laughs> but then sure, uh, sure. after after the comp- uh, after the competition is over, everyone is just so cool you go out to the bar, your friends, and it's just, a, and then you look forward to seeing each other if you make the team the next couple, it's every two years that you have these. so. I see. Very cool.
2: Well, I guess just to take a quick step back, was that list just like a partial list of everything that you do or like how would you self-describe what you practice currently?
3: I study many different styles. I started when I was two and I learned from my pops. Um, he was a, complete badass (laughs) Uh, uh,
2: at two i assume so if he's like hey
0: (laughs) yeah you know like it's time
2: (laughs) listen you've been you've been you've been slacking off for the last year or so (laughs) now it's time to now it's time to crank it up a bit but uh what i mean what's your i guess your father's background in in martial arts
3: he was a just a korean badass dude straight from the military he served as the president's bodyguard during his young times um he was just you know shorten the story up my dad and i he was interesting guy he passed away when i was young yeah uh and then i guess he had an opportunity to come here to train the military and he he moved over here and uh he did that opened up a big school after doing that he I was born. I started when I was two. And, wow! Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna ask. So, was that in Michigan? Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, that's exactly what happened. We moved to Michigan. Um, I was born and raised there. Out of all places, Michigan, right? An right. Asian man out of Asian <laughs> <In right>? Michigan. i <laughs> sure you're like sick of all the sick <laughs>
2: Chinese food that's out there. You're like, oh,
3: yeah. Who would have thought? It's cold as hell out in Michigan, and out of all places, why would you choose? that location and you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think at that time everybody wanted to be there because of the automotive industry it was such a boom for GM and Ford yeah, yeah. And, uh, my mom worked for um, General Motors back in the day so like yeah we were there Grand Rapids, Michigan um, my dad was really proficient in the old style Mudokon Taekwondo which is not the sport I'm talking like real combat you know Taekwondo and he also did Hapkido where it's kind of like uh, Japanese jujitsu, kind of a takeoff off that.
2: Oh, interesting. So this is you at two. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so
2: then, so then, when you're like four, are you like, you know what? I I don't think this is hard enough for me.
3: You know, there's count, countless amounts of stories, but you know, when I was two, when I first started out, for the first like three yeah. years, my dad did nothing but teach me how to like do the splits. Uh, oh. and, and like go up and down in the right stances for hours. Wow! wow, um, wow. And like just the God. basics for like the first three years. And he was he was not the nicest dad. He, I had to be like the best. If I wasn't the best, then you know you, you guys are from Asian families. You guys probably know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, that that's how I learned. That's how I started. Man, do
2: you think that helped? Like having the fundamentals, yeah. like. The fact that you had took three years to do, to probably even throw anything, like, is that how you generally teach your students now that you're as an instructor? Or
3: martial arts teaches you a lot of different things. Um, If cliche or cheesy as it sounds, it really does. It teaches you to be humble, caring to other people, be nice to your parents, respectful, especially the teachers, you know, try your best in whatever you do. Like that, that's what, that's what like traditional martial arts teaches you. And that's, that's what I was learning, you know, at that time, but then also, you know, get my ass whooped too. But, um, (laughs) but back to your question, like how I teach my students, you know, to tell you the truth, I don't teach that way. Um, I've, I've learned so many different aspects throughout the years. I'm 37 now. and I've learned so many different martial arts in you know, my journey, and different instructors and masters and teachers, sort of say, every one of them is different. And I don't think that that type of way should be taught. I mean, I think you should be strict to your students, but like you know, you, you sh- it's you're like a father figure, you know, you're like they're supposed to mentor you, and like if you're beaten, up, that's not that's not a thing to do. It uh, that's not the that's not right vibe. Got
2: I it. So just I guess to round it out, then. Um, are there any other uh, types of martial arts that you practice? Yeah, because it's, it's always fascinating to me because it's like learning languages, really. You know, and the fact that yeah, you know, the fact that you can pick up more than like two or three is very impressive. And the fact that you're probably in the I'm guessing in the five or six range, like you would be a savant, right? Like, so the fact that you've spent time to actually go through all this effort to learn, like, I would love to know what languages you speak. So.
3: Yeah. You know, it just, I guess it's because I was born into it. I just fell in love with it. Um, and then after my, my pops you know, passed away and he's, he's gone out of the picture. It didn't stop from there. There was another guy and I, I, from him, he was another Korean guy that, that happened to just, I, I was at, my mom was at a 7-Eleven and she was shopping and this lady was there and they kicked it off. And then she was like, you know what, we just moved here. My husband's from San Diego. His name is Grandmaster Lee, and he opened up a school. And my mom's like, "No shit!" And he was like, "She was like, hell yeah." And she's like, "You know what? My son that's- would be interested in that." And uh, she came home that day, and she's like, "You know what? The next day, you're going. Someone's gonna pick you up because you're gonna go on there." And I'm like, "What?"
2: Um- <laughs> is that a word? Is that a verbatim? <laughs> verbatim. Like, that is exactly what happened. You in in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Apparently, you speak in no more than two word sentences. Where you're like, "I do that." <laughs>
1: Wait. Oh, shit. My Your son. son. Your son? He
2: going. He there.
1: <laughs> Hell
2: yeah. See, this is called language efficiency. Oh, if man. this was in Michigan, this podcast would be over. <laughs> um, wow, that's sh- wow. So a grandmaster moved next door, <laughs> pretty much.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The next day, literally, this guy in a green van, he comes over to the house. All of a sudden, the door opens up. Right. And like, there's like three kids in their like karate suits in the back. And he's the master's in the front seat with his karate suit. And he's just like, you James? And I'm like, yeah. And they go, well, get in. Let's go. And I'm like, I don't know this guy. My mom's <laughs> like, just go. So I, just like, wow. so I go. He's like, he's like, put this duct tape on really quick. <laughs> just just really
2: quick. Don't ask questions.
3: And you know, they, at that time they were like the same age as me. And then some of them were a little bit older, but they all were like high ranking than me. Like I was like red belt. Um, my dad was so harsh on grading. I was like red belt is right before black belt. And I was a red belt for like six years, something like that. So anyways, I'm like, I'm, I, I'm excited now and we're driving and I'm like, where the hell are we going? I don't even ask questions because when you, when you come from a traditional background in a, in a grand there, you like really don't say shit. Like you just listen, you're respectful and you're just like, you know, I, I'm going to just pull out the Asian. It's like a tiger mom. You know, you don't back talk to your mom. Like, you know, like you don't back talk this dude. So I'm just like, you know, I'm just, I'm just, just feeling it out. And so, He parks at this park, so he opens the door and he goes, "All right, we're here." (laughs) And I'm like, "What?" And then then the 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 kids in the back were just like, they just got out like it was normal, and I'm like, "Okay, so this is normal." So, (laughs) so I get out, I get out there, and we train in the woods because the guy didn't have a school for the longest time, um, for like a year year and a half, and it didn't matter if it rained or if it fucking snowed, like we trained out there. And this is not like a joke. Like, I don't really tell people my history about this. So this is the first time I'm actually telling anybody in California my history. Oh, okay. And I bring it to you guys, your guys' show. Yes, this is, yeah. this is
1: <laughs> exclusive.
3: <laughs> but yeah, we did some crazy shit, man. We like, on a, I remember, fucking. Like, it'd be raining and he'd be like, okay, you're going to do your, your kata, your form here. And then you're going to run over here, run up this tree. Like, do a sidekick, do a roll, go over here, backflip off a fucking tree and hit this <laughs> leaf and then do like this crazy shit. And no joke, he would have there would be stumps out there that he actually cut like big trunks of trees, many different sizes, and you would just lay them out and you would have to like skip and jump them. I and he would have this big fucking stick and he would wow. try to hit you and you would have to like jump over it if you fell. You would have to do like a hundred knuckle push-ups on the cement. Oh, like that that's how I, I can of... do oh, okay.
0: That is that's, that is a that is, that is a crazy like training montage. That's like that a, <laughs> That's
2: crazy, man. Like
0: it, sorry, it, sorry, it, I just want to say my favorite part of that whole entire story is that you had to punch a leaf at some point. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah like...
3: <laughs> no, I had to no, 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 Not just uh, a leaf. Punch <laughs> This leaf, punch no, 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 This it, one here. It wasn't. It wasn't punch a leaf. You had to do a backflip and kick it.
2: Yeah, Jason.
3: Oh,
2: yeah, that. Uh, oh, Jason. Yeah,
3: just and backflip
2: then, and kick a leaf instead of punch it, Jason. It, oh, it, okay. I'm
1: sorry.
3: <laughs> I just want. I just want to say, guys. Um, you know, I know that Will, my student, is probably going to listen to this because you guys are we're all friends. But Will, don't ask me to do that because I don't think I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I did used to do that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's crazy,
2: and, and this was all. So you mentioned that your father had you at red belt at this before you met this grandmaster.
3: Yeah. Were you still a red belt at this point, or were you yeah. like I was oh a red belt? I was a red belt for a long time. Um,
2: what, what's the black belt training then? Because the yeah, red belt was, training is like black it, belt it training
3: is it pretty it's pretty intense. Um, back back in the day in traditional martial arts, like to get your black belt. You would have to know your shit and go through all this crap, but then also you have to be a certain age. At that time, you needed to be like between 16 to 18 years old to get your official black belt. And I I'll just say this real quick. That's the one thing that turned me off from Taekwondo and Hakuto later down the road because now it's so mainstream and every kid down the street that's six years old has a black belt. And I just got disgusted of it. So I just left and did something else, but we'll, we'll tackle that in a little bit. Man, when you got your blackboard, man, it was it was intense. Um, so Michigan's humid. If in a summer day, like if you take a shower, you feel good. If when you walk outside, it's like bam, you're in the shower again. You're like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> are you, <laughs> or Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Um,
0: it is. Go, it is have, far too late for that. But yes, you yeah. are. <laughs>
3: It's very kind of you to ask 36 minutes into the conversation. I apologize that's for bad. anybody that's listening. Feel free. Um, but yeah, my my black belt test didn't happen until I was 17 years old, um, maybe even 18. And I was always held back and everyone else just got theirs. And I, I never did because the dude really respected my dad's history. And he just did. He knew that my dad never gave me mine. So he wanted to carry that on. And I'm just like, as a kid, you're just like, what the F I want my, I want my black belt. Everyone else is getting it and I'm not. And, uh, so yeah, black belt testing. I remember you is hot, humid out. You had to run five miles before the test, um, in your gi, which was ridiculous. Um, wow. yeah, after, after five miles, um, like the head instructor there would ge- would go through a warm up, and the warm up you remember the stumps I told you about? Yeah, yeah. Well, at this time he had he had a school now, so we weren't training in ah, the jungle, okay. and it was a pretty dope school, man. I, I miss it. It was pretty sick. Um, he had those damn stumps. I I don't know what's up with that stuff. You brought him inside? No, they're outside in the back. Oh, okay. He would warm us up. That the after five miles, your warm up was for like. Like 30 minutes and it wasn't just a warm up. It was like to try to break you, right? Um, and then you would stretch and then everyone would line up and then the ceremony would start. And, and then at that point you were drenched in sweat. Like you were just, but you were so like eager and you were so, you were so on it that nothing else mattered. Like this is what mattered right now. Um, anyways, so I, after that, you go through all your drills, you go through all your moves, you go through all your katas and then you you have to fight Uh so when you fight kick to the solar plexus you can kick to the head you can only punch to the sun those rules are the new temple modified rules right now but back then like anything was game you could punch to the face you could sometimes kick to the you know down there if you wanted to you know what i mean like it was just insane you were you did not wear any pads you you wore bare knuckles like (laughs) i just remember like you go up one-on-one the the grandmaster, there's be like a couple grandmasters there and then you'd be like, shit, who's gonna call out? Of course the badass dude that I didn't want to go up against first. So <laughs> anyways that happens, you spar, um, and then you go one on one, two on one, three on one, four on one, six on one. And then, you know, you got to the point where, you know, you I think I stopped at like eight. I got a bloody nose and like I was just I was a mess. But they do that so that they see that you're mentally strong, and and they and then you know your self defense applications, right? So then after all that is done, you know you you, you have your weapons forms and all that crap, but then you have to do like series of breaks. Like during the old times, like if you were like a kung fu master or a karate master or anything, the way that you were a badass, one, you fought and you proved that you were a badass. Two. You broke shit with your fists, head and feet. And that's how I grew up. So for the black belt test, I had to break bricks, boards. And I'm not talking about those pansy ass. Yeah. 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 Little boards that you see these kids doing. I'm talking like thick, no padding. So if you didn't break at the end, at the end, you're exhausted. You don't, you're like, can I just get this thing? Please. (laughs) If you don't break all your breaks clean. You didn't get it. And I've seen many wow. people fail. Many people fail and many people quit because there won't be another testing until another year. And then they'll try to do it again. They would fail. And then they'd be like, you know what? I'm done. But luckily I passed. Luckily I passed. I mean, I got it, man. I, I was not going to let that thing go.
0: How many times did you have to go through it? Or you were able to pass the first time?
3: Oh no, dude, I was oh, on that. key Man, I, I did all my breaks. Yeah.
0: Nice. Awesome. It, how would you, uh, in terms
2: of a ach- level of feeling achievement in your life, how would you like? How would you categorize getting a black
3: belt? Man, the black belt meant more to me. It it really yeah. really did because you know out the whole year, my my, my my pops never gave it to me, and then this other master, I had to struggle through him. I couldn't question anything. All the people got it surpassed so me. It was something that I, I was driven. I wanted it so bad. And then I finally got to the point where I wanted to be and I achieved it. I think I, I think I cried. Um, I have a photo. Maybe I, I show you guys. You could see it in my eyes that I was so laser fo- focused. Um, wow. and it was the shit. And you know, that lesson has taught me and carried through my whole entire life. Everything like the discipline, the the drive, the patience, the respect of other people—that whole thing—is carried over to my whole life, and I, I will always like remember that moment, yeah, for sure.
2: That's awesome, man. I mean, what what's also really crazy too is like, so you started two, and right now it's fifteen years later. You're seventeen. <laughs> And you're getting your black belt and you got it. Did you think about like, like once I get this, like where do I go from here?
0: Yeah. Like it's such a clear progression to that point.
2: Right. When you got there, what went through your mind? Were you like, Oh yeah. Next up is X. Or were you like, Oh shit.
3: Now what? Yeah, man. You will hear a lot of different answers from many different people. Oh, it's like starting over again. It's a rebirth. Oh, it's a, it's a whatever, whatever, whatever. For me, it wasn't a rebirth uh <laughs> for me um for me at that time i was a fighter and i got my black belt so you can't fight the upper ranking black belts up and above until you reach that pinnacle so now i'm just like yes i got it now i can go up and compete at this higher level now right uh, so at that point the stripes mm-hmm. didn't matter to me anymore competition mm-hmm. is what mattered to me i see um, oh i see Yeah. I was like 18 years old at that time. And the grandmaster, his name is Jason Lee. Um, and his son, um, Jay Lee, he graduated from law school from U of M and he moved away, but we were like brothers. And, uh, long story short, the grandmaster, I was like his like, you know, son and his son left. And his wife ended up divorcing him, taking his little kids and moved to Oregon. And, Mm it broke his heart and he, he needed to move. Like he, there's no way. So we, he sat me down and said, look, James, I got to leave in two days. And I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on, man. Why are you leaving, man? What, what I smell bad. <laughs> um, but uh, he's like, look, you're, you're one of my top students, but you're very young. Right. I'm 18 at the time. And he goes, but I know that this is what you want to do for the rest of your life. And, and, and you're very good at it. And he goes, here's the key to the school. And I, at that time, I was like, wow, right? I'm not in the mode of teaching. I'm in the mood of competing. And yeah. at that time, I'm a young punk kid. Didn't even care. I, I chased girls. Don't tell my wife. But I was like, you know, seeing all these girls. Just kidding. Um, but uh, anyways. <laughs>
1: I'm like, I'm like really confused.
3: Like,
2: wait, I think he's kidding, but he's not, but he's kidding. That was like
0: the least convincing. Just kidding. Yeah. 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 Just kidding. Um,
3: So he actually did leave in two days. Um, It was crazy. And so here I am with the school and there's like lots of kids and a lot of senior black belts and stuff. And basically the first year I fucked up. Like I just, I just fucked up. I didn't know how to handle a business, and then all of a sudden, you remember my dad was there, and all of the senior black belts went to the master that I was learning from, and they all respected yeah. my dad. And so then they were like, you know what? They came in. We had a meeting. Like they're going to help me, and I was at the lowest at that point. Yeah, and so they they helped me. They they helped me bring their business back up to eighty students, and then crazy thing where. I wasn't going to go to college. Like at, at the, let me backtrack real quick. So when I was coming up and learning martial arts, my mom was avid that I would be a hockey player. Okay. And I played hockey when I was two years, starting from two years old too.
1: Wow. Okay.
3: Not a lot of people know about that with me. Um, I, I mean, if you don't ask me, I'm not going to tell you, but I was really good and I almost, I, um, I was on the verge of getting a full ride at a D1 school called Ferris State University
1: playing
3: D1. Oh, wow. And um, junior year in high school, I had a very bad accident where I I split my kneecap in two.
2: Ow. Sorry, how does one do that? Like, I've... What? Like.
3: So if I, I, I'm going to tell you this story, um, my wife, if she listens to this, she will be like, you never told me that. I'm like, well, you never asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen,
2: if you had asked me, have you split your kneecap in two, I would have told you, but you just never asked. So that's yeah. kind of on you.
3: So like, yeah, okay. like when I was in middle school, I was, I was playing varsity hockey and, you know, I got looks from different colleges and. You know, I wow. went to the college. And they're like, if you continue, we'll give you the ride. And I'm like, okay, cool. But at that time, I was a hothead. I was chasing girls. <laughs> there was a there was a French exchange student, um, just... and we're we're dating. And uh, she she came to my hockey games. And during after the hockey game, like the the coaches all give you that. 30-hour-minute speech after the game, and you're just like, hurry the fuck up already. (laughs) uh, (laughs) You're in the locker room, and you're listening to this, and the showers are going because you want the showers to get hot. You're in Michigan. It's cold. The pipes are cold, so you need to let them go for a little while before they get hot. (laughs) So anyways, I'm itching to get the F out of here. I got a girlfriend that's waiting for me. So the coach goes, okay, you guys are free to go. I get up, and I'm running to the shower. Okay? I'm sprinting. Oh, and I'm, I'm I'm bare feet it's slippery uh, and you know the baseball slide where you're where your feet are back but your knees are front and you're like doing one of those like you know what I mean like, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. I did one of those and my my left knee hit a corner of a cement wall oh. and and I still have a big gash from it and it split it hurts so bad like I god that pain was just immense and I hate to say it because I'm mocking myself, but, man, I am mocking myself. Man, it was stupid. I was in the <laughs> fucking shower on the floor, <laughs> hugging my kneecap, fucking crying. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: this is not that, the way I thought it was going to end. is not what
0: I expected at all. Not at all. Holy smokes. Not at all. It wasn't all <laughs> it, it wasn't. Best, <laughs> the best part
2: is he could have made up this huge elaborate – we were – we were playing the Russians, and it was Lake Placid, and and I was going. Like, he could have made up this crazy story. No, respect. Respect, James. Respect for the honesty.
3: Yeah, it sucked. It sucked. I had to go to the hospital. I, I wasn't going on my date. Wow. Um, it was terrible, man. The pain freaking hurt. And so I couldn't play hockey for the longest time. Yeah. And so then my my, my ride went out. Like, they were like, you know what? Forget it. Um, we're wow. So then, so then now I'm not focused on going to college. I'm into sports here. I'm not trying to get an education. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So now back to him giving me the keys after a year, I tanked the next two years. I did great because of the help of everyone else. They're my seniors. And then I'm competing again at a high level at this time. All of a sudden, my mom, we go to like, this It's kind of funny because this is where I met my wife, but we go to this like place, like a Benihana, where I met you, Kelsey. Where I met you. Oh shit! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. Okay, yeah. so you're at, you're
2: at a Benihana like restaurant yep. with your mother. With your mother?
3: Yep, I'm with my mom, okay. and I'm also with the grandmaster He came back right to visit. Oh, he did. Oh, so whenever there would be like a bell testing, remember, I would have him come back to do the bell testing because oh, I. Oh, that's I, nice. I wanted to make sure, like, I could have gave him the belt, but the thing is, is like, I was so young at that time that if I gave you your belt and you went to go somewhere else and they were like, Oh, and they'd be like, you got it from, like, I wanted my shit to be legit, right? So we're, we're sitting at this Benny Hines. I'm not thinking anything. I'm just thinking we're at Benny Hines. We're eating. We're having a good time. So we get, we're
2: getting it right. That's right. We're getting that fried rice. <laughs> Let's see. You want the white rice or the fried rice? You go, no, guy, on your, on guy. Your right. volcano. Let's go.
0: guy. Oh, yeah. that in your yeah.
3: uh, By the way, by the way, um, I met my wife there, by the way. I ended up working there later. But anyways, uh, the, when you get the fried rice, the fried rice is good, but you should get the garlic butter sauce. And Will, if you're listening, yes, I said it. The garlic <laughs> butter sauce. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so,
3: uh, so anyways, we're – we're we're there, and all of a sudden, bam! My mom hits me. She's like, "We gotta have a talk. I really want you to go get an education. It's been a dream of mine." And I'm just like, "I don't want to." You know, everything's good. I've I've got a business now. <laughs> I'm competing. I'm doing what I want. Uh, I got sponsors that sponsor me. Hyundai sponsored me. Samsung sponsored me. Like they gave me money. Wow. And and like I'm just like, you know, why 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 would I leave this right? Why? And she started crying and. The one thing that I could be at the toughest son of a bitch ever, but when that happens, that, 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 that kind of kills me. And probably you guys too, right? Um, for sure. But yeah. when she, when she did that, I was like, I had like an epiphany. I like took a moment and I went, I went home the next couple of days and I was like, hmm, well, what the hell am I good at? <laughs> so what am I good at? And so I remember it in, in, in school I was I really loved art. My mom's an exceptionally good artist. She's really good at water and oil coating and all this. And I guess I have some of that trait in me, but uh, so then I go, you know, I really at a young age really love playing with Legos. As cliche as it sounds. I play with Legos, I built forks, I did all this crazy shit. So I was like, Okay, what do I do? Engineering, boom, architecture, there you go. Literally I was just like, Let's just do it, right? So I'm going ha- to go, I'm going to apply to U of M, Columbia in Chicago, yeah, Syracuse, and all these schools, right? I'm not a dumb human being. I, I'm smart, but I just don't want to be, right? Yeah, right? But I need the steps to get this. So I call the colleges. And I'm like, hey, well, I, I'm at this point. How do I get there? And they're like, you know what? Start off with the community college, start off with the core, build up your resume, and have a good, you know, letter and all this other stuff, letter of recommendation. So I'm like, okay, boom, 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 check off the of list. So all this time I'm teaching, and I'm also working at that Benihanas too, and am I hunting and fishing too? Because I'm from Michigan, I do all that shit. But anyways, <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, I get accepted to to U of M, and I get accepted to Columbia. Didn't even hear back from Syracuse. So all you Syracuse people out there, I hate you. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, okay. Uh-huh. So
2: just just keeping quick track, uh, we have alienated all Syracuse grads. <laughs> Um, I want to go ahead and just add the French people in general for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, continue. We're gonna keep a running list of all the people that no longer are subscribed to this podcast. But go ahead.
3: Oh, sorry. Um. So, anyways, uh, I'm I'm good. I know where I gotta go. Right. I'm typical. When my mom's like, Hell yeah, my mom, my son is gonna go to U of M. Oh, good boy. All this other crap, and I'm just like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then something happened. There was a switch that happened and my, my college professor, my, yeah, college professor at the community college at the time, he was a Lawrence Tech University grad and he was raving about Lawrence Tech University in Detroit. And I'm just like, I never even heard of this school. What the fuck is this school? So anyways, I look it up and then all of a sudden I saw that they had a a hockey program. I knew that I, I would never get a D1 scholarship again. But this was division three and then they were playing division two. And so then I was just like, you know what? Man, could I do both? So there's a, there's a three day tryout. So I go, I go out there. I don't even really tell my mom. I just, just go out there by myself and I go and I stay at a fucking like motel six or whatever, but I'm there and, uh, we play and long story short, I made the fucking team. Okay. So I made the team. So then now I had to decide. Now I had to decide. I'm like, what do I do here? I could, I could go back and try to relive it. Right. Mm. So I, I did it and I went to Lawrence Tech. It's now I'm getting back to the martial arts thing. Okay. So before I leave for school, I'm dating my, 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 my wife, but she's my girlfriend at the time. And and at that time it was like, do we break up or not? She ended up following me because she loves me so much. And, uh, anyways, uh, Cause she can't live without me, you know, and all that stuff. Oh, um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, back to my story. So when when the keys were given to me of the school, I could have sold that. I could have yeah. made a profit on that, and then, but I was just like, you know what, the right thing to do is to hand it over to my next best student, just like how it was handed down to me. Uh. So I did that, and I gave the keys away to him, and that's how it worked out. And now, at this time of my life, this is where I took a major break from martial arts, okay, which was only a year. <laughs> so anyways, I told myself that I'm not gonna do martial arts anymore. I'm gonna focus on my college education, and I'm gonna focus on my hockey and my girlfriend. So I go there. I'm at the gym. I'm working out. You have to work out like a madman. I'm lifting like almost every other day. That's a hockey program. And then all of a sudden, I hear this noise in the back of the gym. This bam, 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 right? I'm like, I know that sound. It's like the music to your ears. Like, you know, like to a martial artist, when you hear that sound, it's like someone's hitting a bag or hitting something. So this is at 10 o'clock at night. I just got done lifting. And I'm like, I just got to go check it out. And, uh, I met, I met this guy, tall, lanky. His name is Long Mu He's a good friend of mine now. And, uh, he's hitting the bag. Like he don't, he doesn't know how to do anything. It, it felt so bad. I, I mean, if you're listening to this long, I apologize, but this is how it was. You were terrible. <laughs> you were downright terrible. <laughs> oh man. When you do, when you kick a heavy bag, you're supposed to kick like this with your toes back or your shins. And He was kicking with his toes, yeah, yeah. and he was like slapping. <laughs> oh. Oh. And, and uh, man, long if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, dude. I love you. You know you're my brother. But uh, but anyways, <laughs> uh, I'm there, and, I, and he goes, he goes, Are you, do you do my, do you do martial arts? Yeah, I, I do. it I used to do it a little bit. And he goes, oh, do you want to train? Because I, I need people to train with. And I'm like, nah, man. I, actually, I, you know, I, I don't really do it anymore. He's like, well, I got a, I got a cage fight coming up. Can you help me? And I said, you, you know like the expression of deers at a headlight? Yeah, yeah. That's what I felt like when he said I got a cage fight coming up because he was so bad. I was like, oh <laughs> you're,
1: like, you're gonna <laughs> die.
3: <laughs> I actually told him, I go, you know, man, you might you might want to drop out of that. I didn't tell him really why, but I told him, I go, man, you need some you need some help, man. <laughs> well, can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? So then, here I am again, back in the martial arts world, with this guy named Long. We have this great bond, I teach him, he, he doesn't know how to kick or punch, and I developed that skill in his game. He was good at wrestling. So, you know, we we were teaching each other, helping each other, and all this other crap. Um, anyways, for all you guys out there that, that are martial arts, I did wrestle in high school and all that, so don't think that a wrestling game it sucks. It's on point. So anyways, um, <laughs> So I'm teaching this guy three days a week, and he ends up losing. When you guys experience a competition, if you guys ever experienced, let me just tell you, it's crazy. The feeling is so hype. It's like if you're nervous about giving a speech, it's kind of like that, but then you're worried about dying. You know, like it's just it's, it's fucking intense, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways, he had the nerves and everything. The guy was really, really good, but he had, he, he did a good job. I was really proud of him. Um, so then at that point, I'm back in now. And one person led to another, and another person led to another. And it, it came to like five core people. And all of a sudden, five become 10, 10 become 20, 20 become 40. Now we have 80 people. Wow. And the university, I'm doing this while I'm, I'm working. I have a real job. I'm playing hockey. I'm traveling around the United States. I am architecture squad, don't sleep. I also partied my ass off. I fuck it. (laughs) I partied my. I probably was the only dude that wasn't in a fraternity that could go to any fraternity. And if when they kick people out at parties, I was the only motherfucker that could stay and drink. Sigma Pi, I love you guys.
1: So, anyways,
3: (laughs) um, um, (laughs) anyways, uh, it grew from the back room. And then we expanded to the gym and all this, and it just grew. And then all of a sudden, the university calls, like, right calls me and writes me a letter and says, "You need to come to the principal's office." Not the principal, the dean's office. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, fuck, I'm in trouble. They're like, what do I do, <laughs> man? I'm, like, I'm nervous. I'm, yeah, because I don't want to get kicked out of college or anything. True, so, for sure. so. Um, so he's like, he's like, I, we noticed that you're doing a great thing and you're helping out the community. The students love it and all this and this, you know what, we know that you're working for the school. Cause I work at the, uh, the gym just as like, you know, a rec, you know, you come in and swipe your card, like whatever. So it's like, why not, why don't we not have you do that job anymore? And I'm like, well then how in the fuck am I going to make extra cash? And they're like, we're going to develop a program for you and we'll pay you as a teacher to do this. And I said, you're kidding. Wow. And they go, and you tell us what you need. We'll get it for you. And then you tell us how much you want to get paid. And they wanted me to develop a curriculum. And I was like, yeah, just like how you, uh, Jason's face is right now. I was like, what?
1: I thought I was kicked out here. What's Dude, going like, on? Like
3: one <laughs> yeah. <in his> <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, Scott Trudeau, um, He's the one that helped me out with this. So, you know, Scott was an employee at Tech, my main boss and uh, shout out to Scott Trudeau. And, uh, anyways, uh, got paid pretty good. And I said that I wanted wow. new mats and I wanted, I wanted a room. So they gave me a whole racquetball court dedicated to me and they matted it. Wow. And for a year, it grew to the point where we couldn't keep everybody in there. And then now they bought a divider in the gym for us. Basketball was going on. They shut half of it off for us. And they bought us wrestling mats that could cover half the gym. It was intense. I should show you guys pictures. It's awesome. Wow. Uh, I was teaching all these people and we're going to tournaments and my students were kicking ass like it was dope. Um, And when we had belt testing, like I said, I always pay respects to my roots. I flew my master from Oregon over to do the belt testing. Wow. But I never gave out a black belt to anybody at Long oh. I almost did to one person. He does. He really did deserve it. But I was a, I guess, an asshole and I didn't want to give it to him because, because, dude, it means a lot to me, man. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Jason, Jason Davis, um, you definitely deserve that black belt, man. I apologize. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> This is great. Was, we're
2: like uh, adding pot we're adding listeners yeah. by name. Like literally yeah, now yeah. we now we have to have him <laughs> listen because yeah. it's like, ah hour, hour 29, I say your name. Ah, gotcha, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah.
3: and Jamal, Jamal Kyrton, I'm I'm really proud of you. You're teaching, you're a great instructor and all that.
2: How many uh, black belts have you I like, guess supervised over your career so far? Just just as a side
3: question. Oh dude, I don't even remember. I think I think it's in, it's in the teams. Wow, um, that's so. pretty cool.
2: I mean, that's pretty cool because you're creating a legacy as well, right? Like you're kind of extending this- <laughs> yeah, creation.
3: No, no, I'm. I'm but, not creating. No, I mean,
2: like seriously,
1: <laughs> I mean, like,
3: legacy, my ass. But if you think about yeah. it,
2: right, like you're extending the tradition of this grand of your father, your grandmaster, through you, in which these black belts are now going to go out and they're going to pass on what you've taught them to folks that they might teach in the future. So it is a form of legacy.
3: Hey, I appreciate that. So, anyways, um, so then I'm done with college and I'm like, Man, I'm gonna get a badass job, I'm gonna make a million dollars, and you know what, I'm gonna buy this house and you know, whatever. That did not happen because at that time the the the, the economy was a shitter, man. It was like two thousand seven through two thousand nine, somewhere around there. Yeah. So I ended up moving back to Grand Rapids, Michigan with my mom. And Man, at that time, I did everything. At that time, I was so poor. I did everything to to make money. So I had an uncle that, well, aunt, my mom's sister that lives out here, and her husband is a retired architect that has three after-school um, design programs for high school kids. You know. Mm-hmm. He goes, why don't you come out here, teach architecture, and I'll pay you 50 bucks an hour. You know, I'm not going to do that. I'm born and raised in Michigan, baby. I ain't leaving. You know what I mean? I'm going to tell you how it is. This is really what happens. I was pretty drunk, um, and I was barbecuing. (laughs) 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 That doesn't seem – is that safe? Is that safe? (laughs) And uh, I was barbecuing, and I was downstairs, and my wife was with me, and we were just having a good time. And then all of a sudden, my mom comes downstairs, turns off the TV. Everything was quiet. And I was like, "Oh shit, the Benny Hunter thing again!" He's like, Damn. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so, that is, back. so. Anyways, uh, she sits down. And she's like, "You know what? You're gonna you're gonna have to go to California." And I go, "Okay, I tell you what. I'm gonna flip this quarter, and if it lands on heads, <laughs> I will go to California." Jeez, <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. I swear, I'm not lying. This is everything I'm telling you is true. By the way, okay. there's no fabrication. So, anyways. I flip the quarter and I pause and I said, man, it better not be. heads." <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, I flip it and I go, it's heads. And I go, mother. <laughs> was so, your, she's was like, your wife like, God damn it. <laughs> so, so, so my wife is originally, she lived in Cerritos. Um, in oh, Orange she's, she's right from there. Southern California. Oh, wow. oh cool yeah so she's always wanting to move back here mm-hmm. so she's just like yes oh. she's like <laughs> yes we're going we're going and i was like oh hell no but uh <laughs> but i was like i'm a i'm a guy where it's just like if i say i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do the it Deal's right? a deal
1: yeah
3: the Deal's a deal with me and so i said okay fine and made sure i got myself really drunk that night because it was how's going so anyways uh i was so poor at that time guys and i only had like 500 bucks it was crazy so i fly out here it was hard it was the most difficult time of my life because when my mom let me go it was like dude it was it was a moment where you're just like Fuck, this is this is you had to grow up yeah 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 so what do i do i have a whole bunch of odd jobs i don't want to talk about it because some of the jobs I've I've done and made money living here on the bay would fucking you guys would be like, I can't believe you did that. And like, yeah, I did that. For real. I applied to this Korean place called Hangil Trade. And that was a measly job, man. It sucked. If you ever worked for I'm Korean, man, and I'm not speaking bad on my Korean people, but if you ever work for an old generation Korean dude it sucks because you have to go drinking with them all day, every day until four in the morning. And then you have to be there at 630 in the morning and he's there before you smoking a cigarette. And if you're late, he's like, what the hell? So <laughs> and anyways, I hated the job, it sucked. And then I had no friends. How do I make friends now? So I go to all these martial arts schools in the Bay. I'm just like, I want to compete again. I want to learn. I want to do Muay Thai, I want to do all this again. So anyways, very first gym. I go to 24 hour fitness and a lot, this is a true story. This is so crazy. A long time ago, I competed in Chicago, high level tournament. It was actually considered the the Korean Olympics here in the United States. I was on team Michigan. And at that time, I remember there was a really good guy and I remember his body movement. I remember I took pieces of his game and I implemented it in my game and I really admired his style, never spoke to the guy or anything. And then I was at 24 hour fitness in Sunnyvale and I was upstairs and I was on the treadmill on the elliptical mission. I see this kid jump roping on the fucking bottom floor. And the way that he was moving side to side, it triggered something in my brain. And I went, I know him. Wow. And I don't know. I don't know anybody here. I don't know anybody. Wow. I'm like, yeah, yeah. shit. So then I go home and I fell asleep that night and I woke up and I went, Crane Olympics, Chicago. That's the dude. So then a week goes by, I try to find the guy, I don't see him. And finally I see him again. I'm up on the treadmill again, he's jumped over. I go down and I go, did you compete at the Korean Olympics in Chicago, back, back, so, 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 and he goes, I did. And I said, I know this sounds weird, but I remember you, I competed there too. And he's just like, holy fuck, he goes, I can't believe that you even scouted me out. He was fucking freaked out. Um, And uh we became really good friends. His name is Earl Kim. He lives in uh, he lives up in uh San Bruno now. Shout out to you, Earl Kim. I miss you, dog. And he is a really good martial artist. Like I'm talking like if there's anybody that's really good at kicking and I needed some time to get ready for a fight, I would go to him to learn from him. Mm. He's that good. So we created a bond, just like Lawrence Tech Howard created a bond with that guy. And all of a sudden, bam, it grew up again at 24 hour fitness there, man. Again, like 15 people came to 30. It was intense. And that's how I made my friends. And then I met this guy named Eric. And he trained at this other gym called Tribal MMA in downtown San Jose area. And he's just like, Why don't you come to Tribal MMA? You could be a pro fighter. I'm like, I need to make money here. So I was like, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be an MMA fighter now for fledge. So I go, I go to this gym, <laughs> fucking man, Wow. I'm sorry to say this, but that was a shit gym. Um, we go there, I sign a waiver. You go in there, the gym, you open the door, grimy ass gym. All the guys stop working out. They look at you and they want to kill you. Like they, that's the type of gym it was. And that wow. night, wow. everyone huddled around the cage. They came up to me and they're like, Hey, you ready? And I said, what do you mean ready, man? They're like, well, you're going to fight this guy. And I said, what? Well, I don't have a, a little legit. I don't have a cup. I don't have a mouthpiece. I only have boxing gloves. I have shin pads and I don't have any other gear with me. And they're like, it doesn't matter. It's cool. Let's go. And I said, we won't, we won't hit on those areas. I'm like, okay, cool. So I get in the cage and it was like a dog pit, like a real dog fight scene. Yeah. And I had a, I I had to fight this big, gnarly dude with dreads soon as that bell rang dude it was on. Um, he picked me up threw me across the cage threw me on the floor and started ringing down punches like he was trying to knock me out and i had to fight that night i i fought a total of four times and i was such in shock at that time because i was like i don't want to back down because i'm a man right i shouldn't say i'm a man that's not a good thing I i I'm just I'm just a proud guy. Uh, yeah, right? like I'm a,
0: I'm a man and I don't like listening to the story. <laughs> I'm backing out of the story, oh, my yeah.
3: God. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a proud guy. I don't want to lose and I don't want to just leave, right? Because I'm not about that. Yeah. Well, I got up and I started swinging for the fences, man. It was crazy. And I never went back to that gym ever again. And... <laughs> Me and that friend, his name is Eric. We're still really good friends. We texted each other last night. By the way, I still talk about it. I'm like, you motherfucker.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> We're uh, just yeah. friends. That's <laughs> uh, dude. You know, you know. At that time, like, I wanted to become. I didn't. I wasn't making any money. And, and, and if you go to an MMA school, you have to go to places like that to, mm-hmm. to be a dog. And I totally get it. Yeah. I didn't like how they did it. I wouldn't have done it that way. But and it was also short. I'm pissed. I need to, I need to get back to my roots. I need to compete again. Right. I go to all these other gyms and I train at other gyms. I try to figure out which one sticks. And I went to uh, this gym called ASD Academy of Self Defense. I learned Muay Thai kickboxing from coach Giovanni, which is an extremely good coach. Um, shout out to you, Giovanni. So I was getting ready for a fight. I'm ready to go here. Right. I mean, I've competed in Muay Thai before, but like this is like, I'm going, I'm, 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 I'm going now fluke accident, man. Crazy. I'm in the best shape of my life. Best shape. I'm like a buck 65. I'm ready to go. And then all of a sudden we're, we're sparring and someone catches my leg from a kick and sweeps my leg and hits the back of my Achilles and my Achilles pops. Oh. oh man. It was so crazy, dude. It was so intense. Like when Achilles pop for me, I didn't feel it right away. I just could not walk. And then, after about two hours after the the rush and everything went down, tremendous amount of pain. Like, I don't wish that on anybody. Like, it felt like, it felt like someone took like a hot, long needle and put it in a fire and was going up your vein of your leg. It was like an insane amount of fire and you couldn't stop it. Yeah. So, anyways, there you go. I couldn't, I couldn't do shit anymore. I was depressed. I got super fucking fat. Then I was like, you know what? after a while feeling sorry for myself i was like no man I'm, I'm not gonna do this i'm gonna get right back into it right so i get the surgery they cut it way off and then they stitch it back together they said it's gonna be like you know at least two years to fully recover from it and i'm like hell fucking no i'm like i ain't got two years you gotta go now so i do I did not i didn't have any i didn't have health insurance at the time i didn't have any money at the time so i researched on youtube on how to fix my Achilles and all this other crap. So I did all these home exercises. The main one was, if any of you guys are going through Achilles pain, what really helped me was I was in a hot, I would go in a hot bath, like extremely hot. And I would get one of those long flex bands. And I would sit in the hot tub at first and I would, without the band, and I would write the ABCs every night with my feet. And Uh then after the ABCs, I could do that really well. I would get the band. And then I would start flexing my feet with the band. And then I was literally kicking and punching eight months later. And I, I know that sounds really crazy. My doctor thought I was nuts, but I was doing it. But anyways, my wife is like, uh, I don't want you doing this anymore. She's like, can you please go make some money? Can you please go make some <laughs> So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I've been doing this all my life. What, what was yeah. she
2: doing? I guess, like, it was as soon as you got to the bay, like, what
3: was she doing? She was in retail, and so she got a job at uh Forever 21 at West, West Valley Fair Mall, oh, um, that's great. and wasn't paying her. Shit. Um, what's up, man? What's up, uh, Forever 21? Pay your employees, damn. So, anyways, <laughs> no wonder you're no out of business. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's
0: fired on the forever 21
3: Shots fired. that's another korean uh, employer by the way yeah. so he was, uh, damn, look so bad dude i love my korean people i love my korean food too um so anyways uh so yeah she was doing that and then at night she was working as a bartender um at this place on el camino and then i was running two three jobs too and that's how we live man we shared one car but anyways uh so she wants me to quit and I'm like, you know what? I can't leave it. I just can't. It's just something a part of me. And mm-hmm. what do I do that's less taxing on the body that I'm going to carry through with me when I get to my older age? And it's jujitsu. So I went to all these Japanese jujitsu. Well, at first, I went to all these Hapkido schools in the Bay Area. And here I go again, knocking my Korean roots. I'm like, man, I, I got a fourth degree in Hapkido. Why don't I go find a Korean school? And I did. I went to all these Korean masters. But man, all they did was fucking sit in the back and have their Jonies teach. And they're fucking making the money and they're not even doing it. And when I go to their school, they're like, yo, you're a fourth degree. Then you can teach my classes. I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> so so all you, Kore- all you Korean masters that are doing that, no disrespect, but get your shit together and do your <laughs> job. <laughs> so anyways, uh, I'm like, screw Hapkido, screw Taekwondo right now. So I'm like, what's the closest thing that has both? and Japanese Jiu-Jitsu. So I looked online, I looked at all these different Japanese schools, and one was uh, Niko Jujitsu School downtown San Jose. So I go over there, yeah. <laughs> I go up the fucking stairs, which, man, uh, man, get some better stairs at that school. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> <laughs> man,
3: wow, there is nothing,
2: there, there is nothing this- off limits. Dude, James, can I just clarify? You're going after
1: stairs. (laughs) (laughs)
3: man! So anyways, um, I get up there. I'm walking up these stairs, and I see the Grandmaster, right? In Japanese Jiu-Jitsu and in any Jiu-Jitsu, it shouldn't just be called Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, guys. It should be just called Jiu-Jitsu. That's my opinion. All you Brazilian people out there that want to hate on that, hate on it. But it's the facts. Jiu jitsu is jiu bro. Okay. And judo came from jiu jitsu. Sorry to break it to you, judo guys, but it's a true story. Go do your history. So, anyways, um, real jiu jitsu is a self defense. And there's a lot of like, it incorporates punching, kicking. It came from the samurai arts. So, you have your weapons, you have your joint manipulations, you know, you, you even have your eye gouges and your eye pokes and your throat stabbings and all this other crazy stuff. Okay. But anyways, he gets, he comes. Let me show. He wants to prove that he's the man. See, so she puts me in this lock. It's, it's called a Katate Tori lock. It's like when you grab somebody, right? He he bends your wrist and he grabs it and he folds it and he and he puts you down on the mat yeah. or on the ground. And he did that so fucking fast, hurt so bad. And then I remember looking up at him like he was fucking god. And he's like, "Oh, are you okay?" And I remember thinking, like, "Am I okay?" I'm like fuck no, I'm not okay. You just went hundred miles. You went from zero to one hundred real quick. But then, then I was like, you know what? I was watching his technique, and his technique is really good. Shout out to Professor Richard Bunch. It might not be the physical school. It might not be the brawler school. It might not be like you know a crazy like you know gym where you where you where you have these animals and these beasts like other schools. But his technical aspect of, of the move, he's he's a master at. And that's why this, this is where I was going to be. And for, a, for, man, I don't know how long I've been training there for a long time. Um, I've just been learning from him. Yeah. And then training, training with other guys throughout the day. And then, you know, got opportunities to go to the world games. I did that. All, all the experience that I learned throughout the years, I'm not no grandmaster. I'm not the best. And I know I'll never stop learning. I, I, my students don't know, but I secretly go and practice with other people that are better than me. And then whatever I learn from them I bring back and I cycle it through the way I teach, and I hand it down. But now I want to share my experience. I think it's time that I share what I've learned and you know, I don't have a million students, but I don't really give a shit. I if I have one or two and I, I help them and it impacts them and they become really good people. Man, I did my job, man. I, I did my job.
0: Wow. Well, so, James, that was uh, that was incredible. Like, your whole life story. Like, thanks so much for sharing that. And, then, yeah. and you saying, like, there's things that you, you don't talk about often and there's things that you haven't even told other folks in, in all of California. It's <laughs> it's really, uh, it's a privilege to, to have you here to, to talk to us for about sure. it all. Yeah. And I, I think it's uh, it's time maybe that we should move on to our next section here. Since we learned so much about you, so much from you, it's time for a pop quiz. So let's, let's, let's put you through the ring. Let's see how you do. Uh, That's Gelsky, right. Go That's ahead. right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> James, this game we'll be playing is called either or. So I'm going to give you two options and all you have to do is pick one that you prefer. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. So how about UFC or
3: pride? Oh man, it's definitely pride. That's right. Sure. That's
2: funny thing is normally these are by, these are like, what you prefer. Pride is the right answer, actually. Pride is it's the right answer. right answer. There's a right <laughs> answer. And the answer is pride. Uh, how about punch or kick?
3: Mm, dang, man. You know, I'm going to have to go with kick because if you get kicked in the face, that's just so super embarrassing. Like, <laughs> like people people get slapped and people get punched, like on a normal basis. You see it all over the news. But, but how hardly do you ever see somebody get kicked in the face? Oh that's crazy. That's true. Yeah. That,
2: yeah, yeah. Um how about Wayne Gretzky or Gordy Howe?
3: Oh, dude. Wow. That's a that is tough.
2: These are hard questions.
3: These are hard Jeez. questions, James. Man, Gordy is a legend, but Wayne is a legend. You know, when I was growing up watching hockey, Wayne Gretzky, when he plays for the LA Kings, was my man. And he I he had the there's a thing called the Easton um Easton stick, the aluminum stick, the silver one. For all you hockey players, the old timers out there, we played with aluminum sticks, which were the Easton brand, and uh that was Gretzky's main main stick, and man, that that thing was like life to me. So, yeah, Gretzky.
2: All right. Wow. wow. All right. How about uh, Dungeness crab or snow crabs?
3: Damn. Oh. You yeah, we're
2: talking about crabs. The one thing you didn't go after during this conversation, you went after stairs, you went after Syracuse, but no crabs. That was actually very surprising for me.
3: Oh, man. Uh, now, it depends on the question, right? Because you can't get snow crabs down here. You have to go buy them. And then for uh, dugong crabs, you can buy them. Um, we're going, we're going, we're going with snow crab. Snow crabs. All right. Mm. Okay.
1: Nice. Mm.
3: And
2: how about <laughs> Shanghai noon or rush hour?
3: Oh man, that's so tough, man. My man Jackie. I um,
2: just <laughs> want to hour. let you know, James, there is a right answer for this as well. I'm not going to tell you which one
3: it is. Man, it's gotta be rush hour, man. Because remember that scene when when he's like at his uncle' place and he's playing the wooden dummy and he's like, "Watch, watch, watch, ting, tick, tick, tick." Yeah. And then sure. he like he like runs out in his like pajamas and shit like that. <laughs> I remember that like that. Uh, <laughs> like, my man Jackie, rush hour. That's where it's at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah,
2: that so James, that was the right answer. That is <laughs> the right answer. Yeah. It's rush hour. Well, excellent. Well, you got the two important questions right we will say that you passed this this part of the game congratulations James
0: excellent work yeah so moving on t- next we have top five all right so our listeners would like to know what are your top five tips for getting through a fight
3: okay so I'll I'll say it I'm gonna say it like how I teach kids don't be there <laughs> 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 like as, 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 as as, uh, yeah, yeah. as, as, as crazy as that sounds, you know, like, you know, yeah. people learn, people have the stigma of like, oh, that guy learns martial arts. So he trains to beat people. But you know what? There are probably people like that. But mostly when people learn martial arts, it is not that at all, yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to avoid it. And that is, you know, you want to, you want to know your surroundings, right? So that's the first take, right? So know your surroundings and don't be there. Um, second, don't engage in it, right? You got two feet, so turn around and run the other way. Like, you're gift, God gifted you with two feet and a mouthpiece. So scream like hell and run. So that's number two. Um, number three, before you, I say you, you have no choice and you have to do it, get on your cell phone, man. You got a cell phone. So get your cell phone out. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. And and what I mean by cell phone, like, you could call 911, but before you call 911, you know, like, I would take a video. Like, I would probably yeah, yeah. record the situation because, you know, when people, like, you know, see, like, you know, you're recording, they don't want to be on camera. And then you say, yo, I got you on video. So oh. if you hit me, you fucked. So these are oh, probably not right. answers that you guys are looking for. but um, that's um No, me. no, no, is, no actually, that's it. I didn't think, think about is, that yeah. one.
2: I feel like you're running out of the PG answers, which is great because now we have two more, and we've gotten those um, out of the way.
3: And the fourth one, I would say when you're when you're in a confrontation and you got a person that that is very vocal and is very violent and is coming towards you, and you have absolutely you gone through all those three, and you and there's no one around to help you, right? Then you got to do the busy, right? You got to do the dirty and. By what I mean, the dirty means not to kill the person or do anything like that. Okay, because first off, you don't want to you don't want to hurt anybody unless you you really have to. Okay, let's just get those facts for all you listeners out there. Okay, but we're talking. You went through all the three. You have no choice. Well, then you got to do the dirty. You got to kick him in the balls. A lot of people think just because you learn martial arts, right, that you should do some crazy cool move in a real fight. And yeah, you could do that spin, back three sixty three sixty, backflip, kick a leaf off a tree like me. But <laughs> in reality, you know, it don't work like that, and you shouldn't probably do that because if you do, and if you miss, or if you and you, you, you get caught slipping, you are done. Especially with a guy or mm-hmm. somebody with a with a knife. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. be quick, be efficient, and go for the vital areas. Um, I would say, if it's a dude, go for the groin for sure. Um, everyone says go for the eyes, but listen—if you go, like if you kick a guy in the nuts, they can recover in a couple of days, right, or a couple of hours. But if you hit a person in the eyes, dude, that person's done for a long time. And I don't know—that you—you would have to push me to the breaking point for yeah. me to do something like that. Got um, it. I
2: see, I, I would actually—I will take that as five. Actually, it's—it's it's crazy how the acceleration goes from three to four. It's like take out the cell phone us, go for the balls. <laughs> Uh, it's like, oh, okay, cool.
1: All right. Yeah.
2: Very awesome. cool.
0: I love that. That was very reasoned. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's two reasons, James. I was hoping to get a little bit more X-rated, but that's okay. We'll move <laughs> on to our next. We'll we'll say you pass that one as well. Uh, the next portion uh, of our game segment is called Factor Fiction, Martial Arts Edition. So this is actually a game between you and Jason. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read you a statement, and you need to tell me whether or not it is true or false. And I will then tell you the <laughs> correct answer, and there are actual correct answers to this question. so keep in mind, Jason has been listening for about two hours now, but Jason has two hours of martial arts knowledge
0: exactly just yeah. be
2: just be ready, James, because he's been studying okay oh, this question the longest m m a fight lasted ninety minutes, nine zero minutes, true or false,
0: false. I'm going to go false as well.
2: All right. The answer is true. Actually,
3: it's false. <laughs> uh, oh, you're correct it? Do you know oh, what counts. I'm going to go with this? Ooh, this is going to go because bad. Because I think, I think you were talking about the, the back in the day when they had the UFC fights, when they had the long fights, or in Pride, right? Yeah. When yep. the were fighting? Yep. So, yes. In factuality, if you're thinking that way, yes. But there were MMA fights a long time ago that there were no rules, and right. it could go yeah. on, for as long as the match until one guy won, so.
2: Fair point. I will. So yeah. how about this? I, I guess I should have rephrased it, the longest sanctioned martial arts, wait, uh, mixed martial arts fight.
0: Wait, just to be clear, just to be clear, that's also why I said false, because I uh, knew all that too. Oh, uh,
2: right, obviously, right, Jason. You know what, fine. You'll both get this answer right. And honestly, James, I'm going to give most of the credit to Jason on this one, because I think Jason really knew it in his eyes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, next question. Uh, in tw- in 2018. Yeah, that's right. There's more than one question. <laughs> James is sweating. Next question. In 2018, the Vancouver Canucks took Jet Wu in the second round, making him the highest pick of Chinese descent in NHL draft history. True
3: or false? Yeah, I think that's false. I don't think that's right. I don't know. What? Uh,
0: what year was that again? <laughs> 2018. That's
3: true. Oh, oh, 2018. Okay, okay, hold uh, on. I'm gonna go with false too. Okay,
0: and I, I'm going with true. Yeah, yeah. Kenny
3: Wu Kenny Kenny Woo played for D3, the Mighty Ducks. Man, no, ain't no way I'm wrong. False. <laughs>
2: <laughs> James, you are correct, but I don't think for the right reasons. But you are correct nonetheless. The answer is false. Joshua Ho Sing was yep. chosen in the first round by the New York Islanders in 2014.
0: Oh wow. First first round first, first round. First round. That's, That's, round. That's right. amazing.
2: All right. Man. So right now 1-0. James yeah. barely edging out the two-hour prepared Jason.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Next question. I am Pei, famed architect, designed oh. the building where Prince died. True or false? Prince died or Prince
0: died? Prince died. Where did Prince
3: die? Yeah, I don't even know where
0: Prince died. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I know he passed away. But I just don't know where he died. Yeah, um, Ayan Pei was a Chinese architect. Crazy story, that guy, man. He li- he, lived, uh, he lived a crazy life. All oh, right. Um, that is true. True? I'm <laughs>
0: going to go false. I'm going to go false. All right. Jason, tying it
2: up. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is... The answer is false. Oh,
3: God, man. That was difficult. That was a good one, man.
2: These these questions are designed to be difficult. <laughs> Next question. Jeez. Gillian Anderson, known as Scully in the famed X-Files yep. duo, Mulder uh-huh, and Scully,
1: uh-huh. has
2: connections to Grand Rapids, Michigan.
3: I'm going true. No, man. I'm going false, man. Uh-huh. I'm going
0: false.
2: I went true. All right. Jason, a, stringing oh! together quite the lead.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> Gillian Anderson was actually, uh, I believe, raised in Grand Rapids, Michigan, before she moved to England later. I knew
0: it. I was I wondering if,
2: if folks knew this. She's actually, like, a, I think, a British actress. Mm-hmm. But she actually, I believe, grew up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Wow. Oh, I never knew that. Congratulations. Uh we'll just call it a tie because I think Jason just picked one what? of them because the
0: <laughs> What do you mean it's a tie? Fine, fine, it's, we'll a fine. Clear, it's
3: a clear fine, win for fine, me. Fine, fine. Hey, a- I, I I don't know if I, Okay, fine, whatever. Jason so, Jason you know what if you if you want to win if you want to win that way, um, it's, it's all vicious.
0: I I do want to win that way. I like I like how verbally he's like taking away the
2: victory. He's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, sure. You won officially by numbers. you are gonna go by the numbers. Then you won. I
0: guess. Yeah, yeah. I love winning that way. Yes. Awesome. Right. Well,
2: next up, James is a game we call discomfort zone. So let's see how much you know about something completely different from martial arts. In two sentences, explain cradle cap.
3: Cradle cap. Um, it's it's a cap that that, that you use when uh, a kid's play toy. Solid. Great. No, that's a great, that is a
2: very, very yeah. good attempt. So I guess this is an education. I'm guessing Jason didn't know this either. But,
0: I did not know this at all. Yeah. But, Cradle cap
2: is a condition where oily, scaly patches develop on a baby's scalp, usually around birth. This condition is not painful nor itchy, and generally clears up within a few weeks. The only reason why I know that is because uh, I have a almost two year old son, and uh, cradle cap was one of those things that you are you are taught
3: when you're doing childbirth class. So I was. <laughs> Oh, Bessie, thank you for saying that because my wife is pregnant and I didn't know
1: that. Now. <laughs> and now. Uh, so
3: I'm going to uh, give past that trivia question on to her tonight.
2: James, c- congratulate. I didn't even know that.
1: Yeah, congrats. congrats man.
3: Yeah, man, I you can't didn't, help it. You didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, Jason? That's actually on us. That's, That's that on us,
1: up. yeah. Man, yeah,
3: yeah. we should always be asking, yeah.
0: But
2: actually, James, I believe you met my son at that Benny Hanna thing. Like before I, I did, happened. dude. Yeah.
3: Super cute. Super oh, cute. Your yeah. wife is awesome. We had a good time at I fun, wish man. we could do that again. We,
2: well, hopefully, when things get back to normal, we'll definitely do that again. But I will, you know what? I'll give you credit for that one. I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll say you edged it on that one.
0: All right. Next, next up. This is it. Um, uh, this this activity is called "Won't You Haiku," so we're gonna write a haiku and we're gonna do it together. All right, five seven five. Uh, James, you're gonna take the first line. I'll take the second line, and then Kelsey will take the third line. We're gonna collectively we're gonna write a haiku about martial arts. <laughs> this, is, this could be rough.
3: I don't know. So. Someone else started. Why do I? have to the start? Someone started. Right, that's five. That counts. That's
2: five. Someone <laughs> else started.
0: Hi. <laughs> okay. If we go with that, right? Someone else started. Haiku's about martial arts is really
2: hard. No. <laughs> Good job everybody. Yeah, that's there that you go. So we did it. We did it, y'all. What
3: is really hard? Someone no?
2: else <laughs> someone else started. Haiku's about, about martial, martial, martial arts. arts
0: is is really, really hard, no? Hard, no? <laughs> oh god. That was that totally. is getting edited wow. out. Wow. <laughs> James
2: is holding his head in awe. He's
0: like, wow. Yeah. How yeah, yeah, yeah. How did
2: we just come up with the greatest haiku about martial arts <laughs>
0: ever? That's pure poetry. Wow. <laughs>
2: Look at, he's crying. He's crying. Oh, he's crying. He's, he's so crying.
0: Wow. We did it, guys. how good that was.
2: I mean, <laughs> listen, we are we it. poets?
3: <laughs> did we make Dude. James cry? Yeah, I have to tell you that was uh, this. This was uh, that one was something I was not expecting. That was really
1: good. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, James, yeah. I will say that you. Uh, that's that is uh, that's all of it. That's all of the. Yeah, questions, you passed the pop quiz.
0: I I would you I would give him a grade. What do you think? A minus.
2: And I am going to go with I abstain from grading this one. So wow, okay. I'm just going to make him I'm going to make him redo the whole game again next semester.
0: It's like a black belt test. It is a
2: black belt test. It's once, every, once a year. We'll the, ask haiku,
0: you- the haiku was the breaking of the boards. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. James, James, we we will ask you this question every year.
0: We'll do a haiku once a year until yeah. we get it, get it anyway. clean. Yes.
2: <laughs> well, Still anyway, so games. again, huge thanks Huge thanks to James. Um, This was, I mean, honestly, uh, very, very enthralling. James, uh, one thing that I learned, I'd I'd say, from this whole thing is there's an authenticity about you that I think is very compelling. I would define you as a perpetual student. I think you're always learning. So uh, I, I have much appreciated getting the chance to listen to your story for the last couple hours and appreciate the time.
0: Yeah, for sure. I like, I and I, I totally agree with what you're saying, Kelsey. Like, that's my biggest takeaway too. Is this idea of always learning and having that mindset. Like, we didn't even know coming into this that he had won the world games, right? And then he just goes on and tells us about how he's still looking for for people to learn from. Like, that's that's really inspiring because um, I think I know it all. You know that's kind of how I live my life, mm-hmm. <laughs> so so maybe uh, adopting okay. some of this, maybe adopting some of this nice. Nice. <laughs> is a is a good idea. Um, but yeah, so j- I actually wrote some notes down. Just some other things that I think everybody should always remember. Um, Syracuse sucks. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, big big ups to the big ups to the Bros at Sigma Pi. Yeah, love those guys. Nice. And uh, <laughs> if if you can if you can avoid it, you know, don't work for old Korean people. You know, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> All career managers, don't do it. Whether it's at a Forever 21, <laughs> whether it's like at an import-export business, just you know, avoid it if you can. So those are my takeaways to, for this conversation.
2: James, uh, obviously Jason and I learned something. Did you learn anything about yourself, about us, about this whole experience? Uh, what did you learn?
3: Yeah um well, first, you know, I just want to say thank you for having me on, guys. I think, uh, what you guys are doing is, is great. And I think people can benefit from, from what you're doing. And you guys are so wholesome and, uh, and honest about it that, uh, I think that, uh, people are going to enjoy it. And, uh, um, my takeaway from it is, you know, I don't really talk about my life with a lot of people. Like I'm, I mean, I like to do a lot of things. I like to talk a lot, um, but I don't talk about my life too much and to revisit, just that portion of martial arts in my life and how it came all the way here uh, brings me back to a lot of good times and some sad times, but it, it makes me – I never give myself a pat on the back, but I'm going to say I'm going to pat myself on the back, and that's what I'm taking away from it.
0: Nice, nice. For sure. Well-deserved, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. James, thank you once again. For uh for being a friend, yeah, and for being here and, and telling us your story. And thank you to everybody who's who's tuned in, who's listening, like we really do appreciate it. And yeah, we wish everybody a great week.
2: Yeah. Hey everybody, some advice for y'all. Taste the rainbow and strut the gut.
0: Bye. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
2: Goodbye, y'all. This has been Jason and Kelsey Have Friends. Executive produced by Dora. Talent Managed by Kelly. Design and artwork by Hobby at
0: madebyhobby.com. Theme song by Jason. Questions? Comments? Send us an email at jason and Kelsey at gmail.com or visit
2: us at JasonandKelsey.com. If you haven't already, please rate and subscribe
0: everywhere. Multiple times.